Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me a woman of many talents. I have Miss Tamika Chapman. Hey, Tamika. Hello. How are you all? I am amazing and blessed. Um, I am looking forward to hearing about you because you have a lot going on. Can you tell <laughs> listeners who you are and what you do? Of course. I am Tamika Chapman, and I am a speaker, a two-time author, as well as an entrepreneur and a leadership coach. And as a woman who has gone through an 18-year journey to creating her family, I speak to other men and women and empower them to have, keep, and increase their faith while waiting on their blessings. You know, going through 18 years, that was 6,372 days of trying to have a family. And wow. it takes a lot to come out of that. It takes a lot to keep your faith. It takes a lot to hold on to the little faith that you thought you had. <laughs> and so I show others through my journey and how I show them my life now. And that allows them to know that it's okay, you know, it's okay to cry for 60 seconds, but you got to come back up out of it and keep moving and keep your faith and keep moving on because the same will happen for you. Your ability to have endurance and grace is impeccable because I'm going to tell you something. I have waited for things for a long time, but I have never waited for things for 6,372 days. <laughs> or 18 years and most people give up why 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 didn't you ever give up why did you never throw in the towel first of all it's not in me to give up I am a woman of faith you know as a kid growing up I was in church every Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday okay <laughs> you know it was Bible study it was choir rehearsals it was another Bible study we had church on Friday Saturday and Sunday night it was every day we were in church. And so I was never taught that it's okay to give up on faith. It's you have your faith, you believe in it, and you stick with it. Now, there were times during that journey where I felt I'm losing my faith. You know, mm -hmm. how can I keep on holding on and nothing's happening? You know, month after month, I'm taking pregnancy tests and it's negative. Like, what am mm -hmm. I supposed to do with this? And then you have Mother's Day come around and I see all these mothers with their pretty babies. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. I'm not going to work on Friday before Mother's Day because I don't want to get the email, have a great Mother's Day. Um, yeah. I'm not a mother, you know? So it was hard. Mm -hmm. I fell into depression. I fell into sadness. I actually isolated myself away from others, um, not giving them the chance to understand mm -hmm. me, my yes. struggles. And yes. my struggle was based on a medical issue. It was based on PCOS, which is polycystic, ovar polycystic ovarian syndrome. It affects a lot of women. I mean, it's a, it affects a lot of women. I come across women all the time that has this disease and they have lost everything within them. I mean, I was mentally, spiritually, financially broken. I mean, uh -huh. I gave everything trying to create a family. And as I said, it got hard at times. It got hard to the point of, I'm thinking like my husband's not going to want to be with me anymore. I can't give, I can't create a family, you know, mm -hmm. but I had to let that go. I had to let it go because it was more of who am I to think that I can do what God does? He is oh. the only one that can create life. Even though I'm the carrier, I can't create life. It's, it's not in me to create life. That's his job. I mean, those are some big shoes to fill. So why yeah. would I think I can do that? My shoe size is only a 10, <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> you know what you said that really resonated with me is that you never said that you gave up on getting pregnant. You said you never gave up on faith. Yes. And it's so interesting that you said that because when we're looking for something or we want something, we we always look to attain that. But you actually use the the correlation of never losing your faith. And when you look at it that way, it, it's a completely different issue. It and is. It, it it totally changes the whole concept. It does. It does. Just think about it. How many times have we wanted something in life? How long did we put in to actually get that one thing? I don't care if it was a job, you know, it could have been a car that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till I can get on enough and make enough money where I can get that car, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, material things or not. How long did you wait on it? Yeah. Okay. First, you wanted a Bentley, right? You wanted a Bentley, mm -hmm. you wanted a Mercedes, you wanted one of these cars nobody needs to spend money on, right? Mm -hmm. And when you didn't get that job to afford that car, did you just give up and say, okay, well, let me just go on over here and get this little Pinto? You know, mm -hmm. how long did you give? I mean, how long did you wait? Yeah. You can't, that's not faith. Faith is believing in what you can't see. Mm -hmm. Believing in that it's going to happen regardless of how long it has to come. Like there's a, 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 a Bible verse that I used in my first book. My first book, Faith of One Mustard Seed. It's about my 18 year journey to motherhood. And in that is Matthew 17 and 23. That's what faith of one mustard seed comes from. Having the faith the size of a mustard seed. If you can have the faith all you need. of a teeny weeny mustard seed, mm -hmm. like, that's all you need. That's yep. all you need to get through it, you know? And so it it makes your mind shift in a different way when you get your mind off of the material thing that you want mm -hmm. or that personal thing that you want. Yep. And you can focus on just keeping your faith and believing that it will happen. It'll happen. He promised, you know, he promised me. And I always yeah. tell people I'm coming for everything he promised me, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just have to keep the faith. You have to remember how to have faith. And a lot of people forget how to have it. They forget all about faith and they forget about believing that what they want will come. Well, and it's so easy to give up on something you can't see. And Say again? I said it's very easy to give up on something you can't see. Yeah, it is. But you and have that desire. Yeah. You still desire it, you know? Yep. I can see it. Uh, you know what? I'm lying because I actually saw my son. God showed me. Showed my to you. Yeah. I, I saw my son about a good 10 years ago. No lie. Like, I don't talk about it a lot to people because a lot of people don't understand mm -hmm. visions. They don't understand yep. seeing. Yeah. Um, but I saw my son. And when my son was born, I saw the same little boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> told me. He was a little brown boy with black curly hair. And I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this little boy. He's beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I saw him and I stayed steady on believing that he would be here. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at my whiteboard right now. I actually wrote my son's name on my whiteboard 10 years ago. Wow. I wrote his name. My son's name is Aston. So I always write names in twos, whether it's to be a boy or a girl. You know, I mm -hmm. never knew exactly how it was going to be. But when, my, when I saw my son, I said, okay, his name is going to be Aston. Mm -hmm. I have it on my board. I actually have Aston Bailey Chapman and I have Austin Baylor Chapman. But his name is actually Aston Baylor. So I, I mixed the middle names. Mm -hmm. I, I mixed the middle names. And that's my son's name, Aston. Aston Baylor Chapman. And I'm just in love with this little boy. So how could I give up on something that 
my heart was set on, something that I knew would happen. I knew it would happen. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. And, you know, nothing ever happens in how we want it to happen. Is all in God's timing. Say that again and again. <laughs> all and in God's timing. It never happens when we want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Give up on something that you really want because it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen. You don't deserve it in the first place. Well, and it's not your decision. You know, exactly. you can you can give up all you want to, but he's gonna give you exactly what he needs you to have for what he needs. Exactly. You to do. So that's just exactly. the reality of it. And you can take it however you want. Um <laughs> so a question to you, what made you turn this journey into a business? So, you know, how did that come about? Because one thing that is a commonality on my show is no matter who I'm talking to, everybody's business started with a problem or an mm-hmm. experience. And what what gave you the insight to write a book about it? Well, it all started with me having to be comfortable in who I am. And me being comfortable in who I am, I actually had to forgive everything about me. Mm-hmm. I had to not only ask God for forgiveness for trying to do his job, but I had to forgive myself for allowing me to think that I was in control of anything. Yep. You know, so yep. allowing myself to forgive myself is the only thing that allowed me to move forward. And then realizing that I actually had people around me that loved me and cared for me and only wanted the best for me, you know, because Regardless. I actually stuff from them. Yep. I walked around every single day with a smile on my face. Nobody really knowing what I was going through. I mean, I was going through IVF treatments at work. Nobody knew about it. I would get a call at work to say, hey, not this time, you know? Mm-hmm. And so allowing myself to forgive myself and then allow me allowing myself to open myself up to others and mm-hmm. share my journey. Mm-hmm. And when I started sharing my journey with others, I started hearing, Oh my gosh, like I've had the same things happen mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you mm-hmm. tell me before I could have been See? there? And I'm just like, dang it. I didn't know. I went through all this by myself all this time. I wish I had opened up and shared it. And so a lot of people told me to me, your story would help a lot of other women. You need exactly. to find your story. Yep. And I had to become comfortable with putting myself out there. I had to become comfortable with some people may not understand it and some people may judge it because nobody really wants to be judged. I mean, be serious no. about it. Nobody wants no. to be judged for what they put out there. But I had to come to the point of what was more important, me being Thank judged you. or me helping the next person. Thank you. Please say that again. <laughs> it had I had to make the I had to make the decision of what was more important me That's being right. me fearing being judged yep. or me helping the next woman to know that she's not in it alone and you know what that is the whole purpose of what I do and you said it because it takes a lot of us a long time to build the confidence to start a business to write a book or to do any of it and when mm-hmm. people say you know why you or what gives you the credibility and the just the reality of it is education and availability of support and resources and that's all anybody needs not just women anybody needs that because validation when you're going through something is what everybody wants I don't care who you are and the ability to know that you are not alone it saves lives it saves health I mean the the anxiety the frustration the the depression the things that come behind those kind of things that you went through and what people go through Mm -hmm. all I want people to know is that there is there's healing in telling your story 
There's healing in sharing information. There's healing in receiving support. And and it's a, it's every day. It's like every time you talk about it, it's a different type of healing. It's a different it form. Is. It's things that come out of you that you just don't even know. And so to what you said, I think that is the most important thing that people need to understand is that so many people are, are, are so worried about what people think and, and people knowing their business and all of these different things. And it has nothing to do with any of that. It's nope. not living life alone. It is. That's true. That's so true. So true. I mean, as I said, I run in, I come across women all the time. I meet women that have family members that are going through the same situation. And they're like, well, what can I do? I mean, I'm t- the only thing you can do is be there and just let mm-hmm. them talk to you. They're going to tell you the same things over and over. You're going to think it's a sob story, but it's really not because you don't know what they're going through. That depression, when it sits in, Ooh. it sits in. And it's mm-hmm. no joke. Like, really and truly, I, I mean... My husband and I, we've been married for, it'll be 20 years next month. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) For half of my life. (laughs) Yeah, right? But I, at times, didn't think that we would make it. And it wasn't because I was being a bad wife or he was being a bad husband. It was more of, I'm insecure. I can't create this family. This man, he deserves to have a family. I told him, I said, you know, I want you to find someone else that can give you a family. And he's like, girl, what is wrong with you? Sit down somewhere. We got this. <laughs> you know, so it has a it has a, a great impact on the person when they're going through it, you know. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily saying it's gonna be a medical issue at all times. It could just not be your time. It could be, yeah, right. But the one thing that I'm listening to about your marriage that's probably different than the average marriage is that you guys probably know each other better and probably have a stronger foundation than anybody else. I was talking to another spouse today and we were talking about the differences between being married young, having children initially, having time to yourself with your spouse. All these things play factors in the strength of the relationship. And it's just so funny how God really puts things in place when we need it and how we need it. And we don't understand that. You know, even I posted the other day about a delay and a delay is protection. And, you know, you just don't know. I had a podcast (laughs) yesterday on hysterectomies and I'm looking at your information and how we were talking about women's health. And we had four women, including myself, that had hysterectomies. And we talked about the changes that you go through just from being able to provide life to the choice being taken away from you from having emergency surgery to one woman had had like five miscarriages. And so the thing is that we don't understand. All of us have different circumstances. But the power of of what we're going through and the power of healing and being able to be on this side of it and looking at it and being able to reach back and educate other women of preventive measures and things that they can do to try to avoid these things from our journeys. Yes. Is that that's just the power of being able to reach back and say, hey, I know it's hard, but it really is going to be all right. I promise. That's powerful. That's powerful. You know, that was one thing, you know, with this illness that I I still deal with it every single day because PTSD, it doesn't just go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm stuck with this for the rest of my life. You know, mm-hmm. I have to deal with the issues that it may bring. But I know at one point I had such irregular cycles. Like I was on my cycle for six months straight. When I tell you, I beg the doctors to say, just take it all out. Yes. I don't want nothing. I don't need children if I got to go through mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was hard. I mean, it, it was hard, you know. Um, and of course the doctor said, no, you're too young. I was 22 at the time. They yeah. said, you know, you're too young. You can't yeah. have it. 
you're gonna try something something else. And I'm just like, okay, well, let's let's try something. Try something. It's, it, this is this is this is impossible. I've had three blood transfusions. I've been on the deathbed twice from not having enough blood in my body, you know. And so it's like, if God can pull me through that. Mm-hmm. And say it's not your time to come to me just yet. I'm gonna keep you here. That you know, part. I'm here for a reason. I'm here for some reason, and I have to do whatever it is that I can do to share my journey because that must that has to be my reason for being here. You know, my mm-hmm. purpose. You know, yes. to share and to help others to see and to know that faith is the way to go. Faith is. I love the way. it. Can you tell listeners about the anthology that you are associated with? Yes. So I just, we just released our anthology called titled Women Inspiring Nations, Volume 2. The visionary Cheryl Wood is the lady that brought us all together. It's 23 co-authors who share their struggle to success stories. And these stories aren't all about medical issues. They're about everyday life issues from working from, of course, with me, of my journey of 6,372 days of trying to create a family. It's mm-hmm. from one thing to the next. It's, there's a story in this book that's going to help every Everybody. woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it covers everything. And I am so excited to be a part of this anthology. As I said, we just released it on January 12th. We had a book launch. And I was so excited. The energy in the room was just, oh, my God. I believe it. I believe it. That had to be powerful. And just being able to share bits and pieces of my story Mm -hmm. with the attendees. I mean, I was in tears because it's, it's a personal thing and I'm so passionate about what it is that I do. And I'm so passionate about wanting others to know that all you have to do is just keep faith. Like it's not hard. I mean, it's going, the journey is going to get hard. But I promise you, keeping faith is not the hardest thing in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I had attendees there. They were in tears. I actually had two ladies at that event that were actually going through the same thing that I was talking about. I didn't even tell them it was because of PCOS. These ladies walked up to me me and said, you know, I actually have PCOS and I'm trying right now. And I was like, you know what? PCOS was my enemy as well, is my Mm -hmm. enemy, you know? Mm -hmm. And we bonded over that. And so to have them listen to me to have them believe you know that's that's the only thing that's the only reason i wanted to be a part of this anthology was to inspire and impact nations inspire women to know that regardless of whatever you're going through it doesn't have to be you know you're trying to have kids whatever you're going through you're going to get through it there's somebody here there's somebody to support you we're all here sitting behind you holding you up so don't feel like you're in it by yourself and so that's what this book is this book is about inspiring women inspiring nations to just keep your head up hold your head up and walk with your head held high you know it's going to be okay i love it i love it look down for nothing um you tell go. me about your other projects you have going on oh wow so <laughs> i am a woman who has a mind that thinks of my a million miles a minute <laughs> <laughs> and my husband always tell me he says why are you doing this? I was like, because it's what I want to do. Why exactly. do I put a, a, you know, a limit on the things that my mind comes you know, I have a very creative mind. But what I've done is I've created the Mustard Seed Promise Project. And it's based on, it's based around my journey. And I use my platform to empower other women 
and men to have, keep, and increase their faith while waiting on their blessings. And so with the Mustard Seed Promise Project, I'm giving them the platform to now empower other people. And by do, what I do with that is I give them visibility. So I find them ways to get on stages. I find them ways to talk to other people. I find them ways to get with a book in their hand to give it to somebody to share because you can't always be in a million places at one time, but your book can. Uh, uh -huh. you know, that, that podcast can, that TV interview can. It can uh -huh. be everywhere. So I want to empower them to say, hey, I didn't go through it alone. Hey, I'm here to help you with what I've gone through, what I can share with you. And so the Mustard Seed Promise Project is that platform for speakers, coaches, authors, entrepreneurs that want the visibility to share their message with the world. And not only that, but because of my children, uh, I mentioned to you that I have two children under two. <laughs> yeah, I swear. You know? I so swear. Just when I thought that my life was like, whatever, I listened to people like you and I'm like, two children under two. And you look good, because... <laughs> Well, I tell me the bags under my eyes, okay? <laughs> From absolutely no sleep, okay? These two kids, they see them dearly. Those 18 years was preparation. You That's know, exactly. Oh my gosh, here's another thing about that about that journey is, during that journey, I actually learned patience. Because you, I went through life and had no patience for anything and anybody. I was just like, nah, yeah. get out of my face. I don't want to hear it. I'm not dealing yeah. with that. No, yeah. get away. Yes. But it taught me patience. I actually am a big sister. I'm in the Big Sister program with the Big Sisters, Big Brothers, with Big Brothers, Big Sisters organization. And I have mm -hmm. a little sister. And I always tell her, girl, you taught me patience. If you taught me nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and so I needed to learn patience, obviously, before yeah. these because they try my patience every right. especially that 21-month-old Aston. He is yep. a hoops. <laughs> yep. But, because of them, I, I loved, you know, so having a little boy is always the whole thing of finding him cute outfits and want him to look like a little boy, not like, mm -hmm. you know, like, not like a baby all the time, you know, with a onesie on. So not all little children need onesies all the time, especially as a little boy, dress him up, make him look like a little gentleman and mm -hmm. come to find out he loves it. He loves bow ties. He loves his fedoras. He loves his paper boy hats. He and loves listening you said to fedora. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm trying to picture the both time fedora. That sells me right there. Yes. Right. He actually loves listening to Maxwell. He is an old soul. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, uh, I was getting ready to leave the house one day and he was walking around with my husband's phone listening to videos on YouTube, right? Old soul music. Yep. Yep. Maxwell came on. He started singing, Woo! I said, what? <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. Because of his old soul, I love to put him in bow ties. I love to put him in his little hats and his little mm -hmm. cardigans. He loves it all. He loves to dress up. And he'll sit there. Once he's dressed, he's, and you give him a phone with some YouTube, mm -hmm. he's going to sit there. He's going to wait. Okay, when we when we leaving, like, I'm just going to sit and listen to music all day. Yep. But because of it, I've been inspired to create a, a boy's accessory line for him. And in that accessory line, we'll have bow ties, we'll have hats, we'll have suspenders and little handkerchiefs <laughs> and um, belts, of course. <laughs> so that it's just an so accessory precious. line. I, I didn't want to do too much and go over the top with it because I do have a million and one, and one other things that I'm working on and doing. But I want to celebrate my, my firstborn, my son, the one that I waited 18 years to get. 
I want to celebrate him in a way, in a big way. And he'll be one in, uh, he'll be one in April and we're bringing it to, to market in March. And so it'll be a, an, a birthday celebration for him. Yes. That so is so awesome. Thank Absolutely you. Absolutely awesome. I mean, you know, it's so funny how we look at preparation. You know, I, I said last year was preparation for me because, you know, we look at life and we try to figure out what does this all mean and what was I supposed to get out of this? And I listen to your story and I often feel so ungrateful because I have in the last year come into contact with so many women that have fertility issues. And even now doing the podcast, I speak to a lot of women now. And it's funny how the things that we think are our issues, when we look at other women, it's either the opposite or a variation, you know, because I never knew about this disorder until you told me. And, you know, all I know is that I had uh, endometriosis for all these years. And, you know, I was telling doctors for 10 years, hey, something's not right, although it's not been right since I was 12 years old. You know, they Mm -hmm. did everything, put me on depot to keep me from having cycles because my anemia was getting so bad and and the pain, they couldn't control it. They couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And for years, I kept saying something's wrong, something's wrong. And then I move and I go to one doctor and they say, you have tumors everywhere. And it's just, it's so crazy because, you know, I'm listening to this more and more and it's just making me more aware of Mm -hmm. how conscious we have to be of our own health and how we can't be afraid to speak the truth. And we can't be afraid of the result because a lot of women and a lot of men, people, period, don't tell the truth to their doctors. That's because true. They're that afraid is so of what they're gonna say. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you really want to get pregnant and you know something's wrong and it may, you know, you're you're literally putting your life at risk. And we really yeah. have to be transparent in every aspect of our lives because these things are so important. And there are so many options nowadays that you know we just have to speak our truth and be okay with that. Yes, that's true. Speaking the truth is the only way to be. Being authentic. Like a lot of people ask me you're not scared to share your source. No, because that's who I am. I mean, mm-hmm. at first I didn't want people to judge me. I wasn't scared to share it. It was a fear of judgment. You know, I knew I wanted to help women, but I was just like, mm, nah, I don't know if I want to put everything in the book, but I was just yeah. like, the only way to write this book and to truly impact and help and empower other women and men is to be authentic. Is to be true that's to myself. Is to that's just put what it is and not worry about the outcome. And when I tell you, I've gotten so much great feedback and they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't, I, I, I've never met anybody else that's gone through it. I never met anybody else. That's I, I haven't for sure. And you know, what's crazy is a lot of women are going through it and don't have the name. Yes. Yes. That is so true. And that's the unfortunate part because yep. a lot of doctors don't understand it either though. Exactly. You know, a lot of doctors don't understand it. They don't want to give it a name. They don't want to mm-hmm. give a diagnosis and treat it. You know, mm-hmm. because they don't really know what they're doing with it. They don't really know where it come, where where this come from. You mm-hmm. know, I was diagnosed with diabetes type two at the same time that I was diagnosed with PCOS. And I'm like, well, which one came first? Because, let, me, let me say this now. <laughs> I'm a little big country. I'm from Louisiana, right? So I'm a little big country with it. <laughs> but oh, crazy. I was in the hospital and I was getting a blood transfusion. I went to sleep. With when I got there, when I woke up, you tell me I'm good on blood, but I have diabetes type two. No, sir, you need to get this blood back. And give me a new back. This is not gonna work. She I didn't you put it there. in blood. You put it in the blood. In the blood. <laughs> and so now that I have diabetes, I go to the doctor the next couple of months, 
and now I have PCOS. Well, which came first and what's going on? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna need you to cycle that back, cycle that back, cycle that back. You know, it's like it's like they don't understand it. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to treat it. Yep. And I'm like, look, well, somebody has to do something because this is not gonna work for me. Like I've already been trying, and this was in 2001. This is my second blood transfusion in 2001 when I was diagnosed with it. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. look, for 21 years of my life, I've never had diabetes. I've eaten everything under the sun, (laughs) but now all of a sudden, I can't eat sugar. I can't eat my ice cream. You know, I'm I'm laughing at it. I can laugh at it now, but now I was terrified. I was I was stuck. I'm just like, what is going on? Like I feel you. I I absolutely feel you because I I I have chronic illness, so you're speaking all my languages because that's how I felt (laughs) when they told me that I was gluten intolerant, dairy intolerant, and corn intolerant. I'm like, wait a minute. No pasta, no bread. Like I just kept thinking Olive Garden. Like Olive Garden. <laughs> like Olive Garden. You had to you have know, Olive Garden when you couldn't have it. Right? It's so funny because the thing is, we go through these things and we we, t- we make these sacrifices for our families and yeah. you know, for our kids, you know, and all these things that our bodies go through. And, you know, like I'm going through the after surgery stages now. And just yesterday, being on the panel with the hysterectomy, you know, I was talking to, we had women who have been five years out of surgery, 10 years out of surgery, and they're saying, mm-hmm. hey, the first year, your skin, your hair, and everything, because I chopped my hair off because I had a rash, couldn't figure out what was going on. I was like, my body's rejecting me. What is going on? Mm-hmm. I was like, everything got to go. <laughs> I was like, take it off me. It, it, it hurts. I don't want it. I'm, I'm listening to you, and it's just so, so relevant because we go through a lot. And we don't give ourselves credit sometimes. We don't give ourselves time to heal, time to process. And, you know, these are major changes. And we have to, we just have to, like, have grace and, you know, and support each other because life is real. It is. It it, it is real, real quick. And I think you're doing a great job with this platform of sharing that message of having women and others come on to talk about it and be real about it and be authentic in their story and their journey of it to allow other women to know, Hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. Yes. You know, that's what, you know why? Cause you know, for 36 years, I felt alone in so many different ways in different areas of my life, you know? And I, I said, what can I do so that nobody ever feels that way? And every day I just hope more women open up these books that we're writing you know, tune into these podcasts and just listen because it's not anything that they can ever say does not re- relate to them. You just, you just can't say that, you know, and you get something from everybody and everybody comes in our lives for a reason. And we just have to be open to receive. That's, That's true. That is so true. I actually have a, a couple of girlfriends and we're always checking on each other. And there's one in particular, we talk almost every single day. And she actually says that all the time. You never know what can come out of meeting with this person or that person. And I'm just like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Just having a conversation, a genuine conversation with somebody, you never know what you have in common with them. You don't. And what's different? That you are meant to learn from them. Exactly. Exactly. And and a lot of times we're afraid. And yes, it's uncomfortable. But guess what? That's growth. Growth is not comfortable. Here was another one of my... One of my setbacks was, okay, I'm too young to share a journey. Like, who's going to listen to me talk about a journey? Like, I think I really, really listen to me and talk me talking about, 
you know, this or them, just like these women that are, you know, they are more ex experienced in life and have lived life a, a little bit longer than I have and got yeah. all these great stories to tell. Yeah. And I was just like, nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody's going to, you know, want to hear what I have to say. But I had mm -hmm. to change that my mindset. And I always yeah. tell people, change your mindset, change your life, right? And so by <laughs> It is so true because your credibility is different than somebody else's. Yeah. And that's the thing is that we have to understand that we are credible for what we're designed to do. Like yes. you're always saying, okay, what credibility do I have to do this? And why would they listen to me? I, I was that way. Even when I started my business, I thought that all of my credibility came from a degree. And so I've been in my master's program for nine years because life kept happening. It yes. was like, okay, I got blood clots. I had another child. I was getting divorced. Like everything happened to keep me from graduating. And I never would apply for jobs that I was worthy of. Because I was like, until I get this degree, I'm a nobody. Until I get this yeah. degree, it means nothing. Until I get this degree. And I finally realized God spoke to me one day and he said, you're equipped. I've given you everything that you need to do what I need you to do. You are and that's when I was better. like, I was like, you know what? I've been <laughs> sitting here all this time chasing the wrong thing. And I yes. mean, I'm, I'm finishing now. But the point is, is that we, we have our hangups on the wrong stuff. Yes. And Totally. He, he puts us through what he needs us to go through so that we can share and save somebody else. And exactly. I truly believe that. And everybody used to tell me all the time, you talk too much, you share too much. And all I knew is that it, it was meant to happen. Like, I just knew I've always been that person that would just talk to anybody that would just say, you know, hey, what's going on? And people just look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, did you really just tell me that? And it's like, did you get anything out of it? <laughs> That's so, what matters. You know, <laughs> That's it, all that matters. It really is because you know the one thing that that you keep saying is a word you keep saying that I think I came to terms with a long time. You said judgment, and my attitude nowadays is there's only one person that can judge me. There you hey, speak it now. So speak while you sitting there worried about what people think of you, you worried about the wrong things because there you go. they are not who you need to be worried about. That's their problem. And they have to come to terms with that. But your yes. life and your journey and your mission yes. was custom designed for what he needs you to do. Exactly. And you better buckle up, get ready, and do it. That's the point I had to get to. And I think most of my judgment came, first of all, it was in my own mind. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But it was more of every time, you know, for me in my journey was, you know, Tasha, when y'all gonna have kids? You know, Tasha's mm. my good name. And so that's what family calls me. When y'all gonna have kids? And, you know, I'm just like, well, look, you don't know what I'm going through right now. Can we just change the subject? You know, so I, I would avoid talking people to don't know the impact of what they say that simple, though. Like, people say things and they just have no idea. And I always tell people, you never know what you're going through. So be careful what comes out of your mouth. They yes. can do something that simple. Yes. And that was, and for me, it was, I felt judged. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I felt like they were saying, well, she don't want to give this man any kids. She doesn't want to start a family. I'm just like, y'all don't even understand right now. Exactly. Right now, I could pop off any given moment <laughs> from what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> it's like I'm about to turn to a grip. You might want to watch out. They're going to start hatching. Boy, I'm telling you. I have to point. I yeah. felt judged and that went on into me sharing my journey and sharing with others to help others. It was like, okay, am I going to be judged? So once I got past the whole part of, I'm not worried about who may think this or think that about whatever mm -hmm. I put out, as long as I'm good with it and as long as 
I'm not putting anything out there to harm anybody. I mean, I'm putting things out here to share and empower anybody that reads this book. God is going right. to be healing, and I'm good with it. That's right. Absolutely <laughs> right. Well, can you tell listeners what it is? Um, give them a takeaway that you want them to get from your experience and your journey. Oh, Nika, you asked me to take talk about another good hour. Okay, so... <laughs> What I would want readers to take away from me and my journey and what I've gone through in life, it doesn't matter what you're going through. As I keep saying, it doesn't have to be a medical issue. It can uh-uh. be losing, you lost your job. You know, we just had this government shutdown happen and it affected the entire United States. So you could have lost your job. You could, you know, be on the point of not having a job and you're still looking for a job and you know, you're losing this and you're losing that. You don't have money for your rent. Regardless of what you're going through, God shows up every time on time, regardless of what it is. Don't lose the faith in the process. You know, everything that we go through is going to have a process to it. It's going to have ups, ups to it. It's going to have downs to it. It doesn't matter what it is. It's going, you're going to have a journey. You're going to have a story. You're going to have trials and tribulations, as they say in church. So you have to. If, when you know that you're going to have that, you can better prepare yourself for it. And I always say, when you know the devil is coming at you, you already the one. Because all you got to do is put that hand up and say, back on away, negativity, back on away. You're not, you, can't, you, you can't enter over here. I made a post the other day that water cannot sink a ship with no holes. And that means negativity cannot bring you down unless you allow it to come into your mind and into your heart and into your mind, into your life. So once you let go of all the negativity and everything else is going on in your life, you'll be able to have faith, keep faith, and increase your faith while waiting on your blessings. And that's what I want people to take away from my story and my journey and what it is that I'm here on this earth to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you, Anika, for allowing me to come on and share my journey and share everything that I can possibly offer to the listeners. And I just want everybody to just be empowered, be empowered to be bold and bold in faith, bold in courage, and bold in believing that whatever you want, you will get. Just keep the faith about it. Drop the mic. She said it all. Um, Yeah. I, I, faith, I have a tattoo, fearless faith, like absolutely correct. Everything she said, um, listeners, I want y'all to take all that away because at the end of the day with faith, life is limitless. Um, and you, you said something that resonated with me that I needed to hear. And you said, uh, a ship can't sink without holes. And you can't allow negativity in. And it's so funny because people allow negativity into so much. And I was on this journey of not accepting any negativity. And then I started wavering from my normal devotion and all these things. And it's been seeping. Let me tell you something. It's been seeping all up in. It's in. It's in. And you said, tell the devil to step back. But the one thing you said is when you're a threat, that's when he gets uncomfortable. Hey. So... So that means you want to yes. right path. So, so that's that's all that's all right. Thank you so much for being here, Tamika. Like it has been a total pleasure, and your light is definitely an honor. Right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I I know a lot of people will be blessed with this with this interview as well as the path that they that you've done, and I just pray that they continue to 
do good because good would only come back to them, you know? So thank you again for allowing me to come on and grace your listeners with my country laugh and and my journey. I appreciate it. I really do. All right, listeners. That's another edition of Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson. Stay powerful.